You're listening to Hutton Orbital Radio News Digest. In the absence of a video feed, for the locals shun all forms of technology, you'll have to picture the scene. A few Hutton truckers have been invited to a ceremony on a small island on an obscure Earth-like world somewhere near Hutton space. It's cold. Only the light of a flaming torch or two flickers in the darkness and highlights their faces. Flossie and Amelia are huddling close together, peering into the darkness, wondering what's going on and, more importantly, where everyone else is. Their backpacks carry the forbidden outside broadcast equipment. The only noise from Willie B. Hardigan is the chattering of his teeth. The sound of distant voices a little chanting and the whine of a few hippies drifts over on the wind, too quiet for the microphones to pick up. You can see their breath in the air and there's a cold wind blowing across this radio sketch directly from the black and unforgiving ocean. This obscure sect of the mad monks of Van Manen have something planned and as usual, we're not sure it's entirely healthy. It's cold outside. Heck of an atmosphere, though. Reminds me, why are we here? Well, the locals invited us. Apparently, some traditional ceremony from Earth from centuries ago. Ooh, sounds lovely. I like the old ones the best. Dancing naked at midsummer, stuffing an evergreen tree up a fairy's bum. That one with the zombie and the vapid killer bunnies. All of them. The mind boggles. Hello. I think Dick's nearly ready. You're going to love this. I am brew for anyone. Is it warm? Warm I am brew? Are you mad, woman? 1,400-year-old vintage Scottish liquor like this. It's the original recipe too with cocaine, laudanum and asbestos for to keep you warm. Sorry. Don't mention it here. Have I mean it? Hmm. Yeah, tastes like medicine Nurse Wyeth gives me for my lumbago. Aye, that it does. Right! We're ready! Ready for what? You've not told us anything about it. Yeah, let me introduce you to the local bigwig, Lord Mankini! The radio team! Radio team, meet the Mankini! Welcome, strangers, to our island. Hey! He's, he's not got any clothes on! <laughs> yes, he has. Look, his unmentionables are covered. Only just. Poor man, you must be cold, judging from the size of that fig leaf. This ceremony is a thousand years old. Settlers brought it from Earth, and every year we welcome in the winter in a traditional manner. We always give visitors a warm welcome. Dick, where's Lou? We've not seen him for a while. They took him off to get him into costume. Apparently he's a big part of this ceremony. <laughs> That's the first time anyone's ever mentioned Lou and Big Part in the same sentence. You're not from round these parts. All will become abundantly clear. As he says those words, he raises his arms to the sky and light flares as a hundred torches spring to life in a ring around a shape that we can now see in the centre of the circle. Guys, I'm not really comfortable here. 
Oh, where's he gone and hidden himself? Look, there in the middle. He's dressed as a big... Wally. Wally, will you look at this? It's Lou. He's inside that big... Dong! Goes a gong somewhere beyond the circle of light. The Lord moves from their side and goes and stands in front of a giant wicker... Cock! Hang on, I've forgotten the sparklers! He'll be fine. It's just for sure. As a figure approaches the big wood in the middle of the circle, Lou's face now clearly visible and looking more than a little worried. The mad monks holding the torches throw them to the ground and strip their robes off to stand there in the altogether. Altogether. One of them approaches the effigy in the middle and starts sprinkling starship fuel on the proceedings. Your lordship seems strangely unconcerned. I am confident your suspicions are wrong, my dear. We do not commit murder here. We are a deeply religious people. Religious? With ruined churches, no ministers, no priests, and people dancing naked? They do love their divinity lessons. They are, are naked. Well, well, naturally. It's much too dangerous to jump through fire with your clothes on. But what religion can they possibly be learning jumping over bonfires? Parthogenesis. What? Literally, as Iwa would doubtless say in his assiduous way, reproduction without sexual union. Oh, what's all this? I mean, you've got fake biology, fake religion. Sir, have these people never heard of cloning? That is good. For believing what you do, we confer upon him a rare gift. These days, a martyr's death. He will not only have life eternal, but he will sit with the saints among the elect. Come, it is time to keep his appointment with the wicker guy. A wicker guy? So why does he look like a giant? Johnson! Light the fire! Now stop that right now. It's not a whole guy, just, you know, his... Dick, you said this would be fun. Stop them now. They've put him inside a giant wicker. Willie, get the fire extinguisher. Oh, I've heard the chestnut's roasting in an open fire, but this is just silly. That's Christmas, I think. Guys, it's getting really warm in here. Here, I brought you some tea cakes and a big stick. Oh, I love tea cakes! Let me have one of yours. Oh, hang on, mine's caught fire. It's all soggy, that's not what I was expecting. Ah, turnips tea cakes are the only thing to have at a bonfire. You toast them just right and they are delicious. Now stop it, you're not toasting your turnips over Lou. Get out of there right now. I can't, I'm stuck. Oh heck. What's that smell? That's his hair. He hasn't got any hair. Well, not in his head, he hasn't. Yeah. That lot's gone too now. Oh, it's okay. Well, he's got him with the fire retardant. Infidels! Blasphemers! Interlopers! I've had enough of you. Someone shut him up. Ow! Thank you. 
How about we just get the tech monkey to set the fireworks off and we'll get back to the news. Someone put a blanket over Lou! For heaven's sake, stop drawing things like that with your sparklers! Someone's gonna get burned! I'm already burned to a crisp. Anyone got any aloe vera? You can rub it in yourself. Can't trust you anywhere, can I? Running off and dressing up like a big thingy then catching on fire. Sorry, dear. It sounded like a good idea at the time. Oh, our mics are live. Um... Good evening, good evening, good evening. It's us. And if you heard the last bit, worry not. Everything's fine. And dead meat's not dead. Or dry roasted, maybe dry humped. This is Hutton Orbital Live from Somewhere Strange. What did I miss? Oh, don't worry, we didn't start the fireworks yet. <laughs> and now, as if nothing has happened at all for the second time, it's the news! Panic precipitated by prison ship procrastination. The tale of the little sidewinder who could. All that glisters is not cold. Lou views more of Hanky than necessary. And I think Norma has lost the plot. Hutton Space went on high alert earlier today when a Belmarsh-class prison ship went missing en route from Kukari. The ship which is said to house the rest of our missing truckers, plus some of the bubble's most hardened criminal types such as frozen Earth supervillain from Earth's past. Everyone remembers the eugenics wars of 1996, right? AI-enhanced white-collar criminals, unregistered cyborgs and preserved remains of both members of popular beat combo Black Lace who were sentenced to eternity in prison as punishment for unleashing Agadoo on the galaxy in 1993, missed its rendezvous. Hutton's security was raised from, of course I'm awake, to bloody hell, as citizens were instructed to feel on edge with a free zone of panic bubbling just below the surface. Orange bulbs were chased red bulbs and fighters were scrambled across the system in an effort to locate the missing megaship amid fears that prisoners had taken control. Happily, the ship did turn up at its meeting point, if a bit later than expected. The captain explained that they had swung by Curie Gateway for a McFargoids to celebrate the birthday of Marie Curie, who was born on this day in 1867 and would have celebrated her 1438th birthday today. Since the box with the orange bulbs has gone missing, Hutton's space alert status has been dropped to lightly dozing, which uses yellow bulbs instead. Citizens are instructed to feel warm and fuzzy with an underlying uneasiness like when you come home from work to discover you've left the telly on all day. Please don't have nightmares. Incidents like this are rare and usually caused by someone falling asleep or going to the loo and forgetting to turn their mic off. This reporter thought, did you maybe put the orange bulbs into the boxes for the red bulb when you swapped them over? We have breaking news. The megaship has been located. 
Strangely enough, it's in the G8313 system, which, as luck would have it, is in the name of the ship. It's parked in orbit around a nondescript metal-rich world with a small moon orbiting nearby. The moon is home to a rather mysterious laboratory, and sources tell us that this facility is currently conducting obscure experiments on the remaining truckers. Whether it's vivisection, dissection, bisection, intersection or cross-section, it all sounds very painful. It's up to us to rescue the remaining truckers. Alvin has authorised an operation this weekend to spring them from the heart of the Don's torture chamber, break open the megaship, and finally return the missing truckers to Alvin's fluffy bosom. Stay tuned for more information. Brave Rincewin Cymru, brave for many reasons, not least the constant mangling of his name, set out to join the vast convoy of ships travelling round the verse in 80 days. Nothing strange in that, you may think. Many pilots have done the same. But old Rincey Boy did something that no one else has done in this competition. He did it in a sidewinder. A sidewinder that he'd named the Dolly Sisters, after a pair of entertainers that gambled away vast sums of money who allegedly took a very unusual pass, if you get my drift, for obtaining a discount at the old earth store Selfridges, and for at least their life came to a tragic end. None of these things seem to have afflicted Commander Rincewin Cymru, as his little sidewinder visited 4,618 systems, spent 100 hours jumping, underwent one fuel rat rescue, and in all this time, the only sounds were the Kova saying, I think I can, I think I can. Well done, Commander, we salute you. We choose to go around the verse in this sidewinder and do the other things, not only because they are easy, but because they are hard. And that's what being a Hutton trucker is all about. The peace of the galaxy was riven this week, as our dear Flossie's evil twin, the notorious faceless pirate Helen Lister, was seen carving up the innocent in her bejeweled vulture, the aptly named Heroic Paradox. It has been said that Helen Lister is a bloodthirsty cove, never happier when flying over enemies, dropping bombs on their heads, or chopping down unsuspecting villagers with her battle-axe, which she calls the Big Pan. There are rumours that Helen turned down membership of the Don's Pirate Brigade, likening them to a load of namby-pamby softies, and prefers to stay with her own gang based in Ulswater, called the Lakey Blinders. Flossie's friends claim that she is niceness personified, and when questioned, they will point to her nicest pilot in the galaxy award from the Pilots Federation. But have you ever seen Flossie and Helen Lister in the same room? We leave you to draw your own conclusions. For those of you that were paying attention last week, you may have spotted a mass exodus of T9s from Hutton Space, which has led to a nice quiet week in the bubble for the truckers and the hot pit team. The results of this have been twofold. Firstly, we are nice and stable with Trepin and Wise needing to drop a little, and Barnard Star could do with a bit of a boost. The other result means I can reveal the secretive nature of the convoy and the reason neither it nor its cargo were revealed in advance. 
We were shipping some very special meds to Colonia, and having delivered them to King Hanky, he has successfully achieved an election. It's been a long time since his last one, so it won't be fully active until tomorrow. But unless he can use it properly, Cole stands to lose Dockler Station. So if you can do anything to help Hanky with his election, please head to Tyr and work that election hard. Hopefully I can hand over to Norma before she gets the pan out. I have got nothing new to report so far. <laughs> when the universe is in trouble, bug infestations in the bubble, your home stations burn rubble. What on earth can we do now? Interstellar initiatives Let Flossie tell you what it is Then you can get involved with this You should listen to what Flossie says Interstellar initiatives Flossie tells us what she thinks it is Then you can get involved with this Now you should Listen to what Flossie says. Hello, Flossie here with this week's Interstellar Initiatives and CG News. There is nothing going on at the moment. I can neither confirm nor deny that any Interstellar Initiative or Community Goal may start very soon. And that's this week's... Galnet News Digest, 7th of November 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, how dare they? Quicklock in chains. Generation chip calls for supplies. How dare they? So, Sylvia Rock. The CEO of Rockforth Corporation has issued an apology. An apology for ruining the galaxy's crops. This is all wrong. Commanders shouldn't be bailing out Rockforth. Commanders should be out exploring on the other side of the galaxy. How dare she? She has stolen our agriculture with her empty words. Commanders are the lucky ones. Down on the planets. People are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction and all she can talk about is profit and fairy tales of perpetual galactic trade. How dare she? She is failing us, but commanders are starting to understand her betrayal. The eyes of commanders throughout the galaxy are upon her, and if she chooses to fail us, to put profit before the well-being of the people of the galaxy, commanders say, we will never forgive you. We will not let you get away with this. Right here, right now, is where we draw the line. The galaxy is waking up and change is coming, whether you like it or not. Whitlock in Chains 
Rockforth Marketing Director Rex Whitlock is likely to stand trial for his reckless acts following his dismissal by Rockforth Corporation for gross misconduct and for imperiling the lives of billions of galactic citizens. By failing to follow correct practices, Whitlock and his marketing cronies allowed untested and contaminated fertilizer to be shipped to hundreds of worlds, and their actions led to widespread crop failure and risked famine throughout much of the inhabited bubble. As is usual amongst marketing people, greed and a desire for personal progression were more important to Whitlock than his fellow men. Whitlock's case once again raises the question about why marketing is not made a galactic felony. With the people who try to sell contaminated fertilizer, onion head and paint jobs thrown into the darkest dungeon with only rats and fellow marketing executives for company. A class action is being brought against Whitlock, with 75.5 billion citizens claiming damages. Mr. Whitlock, who is also rumoured to have hired prostitutes and to actually like eating McFargoid's burgers, is said to be considering standing for election to become the next federal president, on the grounds that he is so supremely well qualified. Meanwhile, the Interstellar Association for Agriculture reminds commanders that systems brought into a state of blight by the Rex Whitlock pathogen can be helped by shipping in agronomic treatment from neighbouring high-tech systems. Generation Ship Calls for Supplies A side effect of the Rex Whitlock blight is that the Interstellar Association for Agriculture has become acutely aware of demands for assistance from the hundreds of affected systems. One completely unexpected call for help came from a generation ship in the Upaniklis system. Like all slower-than-light generation ships, the Golconda has been travelling for well over 1,000 years and in that time has managed to travel more than 170 light-years from Seoul. The current inhabitants are reported to have run out of beer and curry, and aware of the presence of much faster ships in the vicinity, have asked if anyone might be able to pop down to the corner shop to bring back a few essential supplies. Toilet paper too, now they come to think of it. And cheesy snacks. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to.
truckers is old buck naked spokesman for lincoln spaceways back again for this week's hut top trucker how do we keep up with your shenanigans while you tune around in the milky way why we install this little piece of software called the hut nelper in your spaceship if you ain't already got it installed you can install it yourself relatively pain-free by going to the website hot.forthemug.com Almost as pain-free as having Commander Terran 4295 take out your toilet like it was one of the Don's Pirates. So let's get on to our top truckers from last week. Yeehaw! Commander Terran 4295 made a special long-distance trip to Texas this past weekend. Our first stop was a dinner meetup with Commander Naughty Body Wash over some Tex-Mex food. Then the next day, when a bunch of you jumped into your Lacons and flew them down to Austin, Texas for the pa- this past weekend's pizza and beer meet. So here's a wild Texas howdy to Commanders, Bellwind Darkstar, Texas Stew, Captain Hank, Wild Matt Zero One, Vladnack, Elliot Dangarus, Demand 1122, Bowl of Petunias, Axodus, and Sean Marquet. We sure had a blast out there. Now on back to our regularly scheduled programming from the Explorers, hopping around like them crazy little bullfrogs down by the creek. Commander Ed Hunter took the lead with a tad over 71,100 light years jumped. The leader in destroying up the Don's dastardly desperados this week is Commander Terran 4295 with 55.7 million credits earned and accounted for. How'd he do that and stick in an Austin, Texas pizza meet at the same time? Well, that's a trucker for you. Commander Montgomery Python took the lead as our top mission trucker this week with 1,587 mission points earned. He also did this next bit. All in cargo like a hunting trucker oughta. Commander Montgomery Python transported a bit over 81,500 tons this week. Keep on trucking there, Commander. Driving the Hutton Scooter this week. Yep, Scooter, you heard it. Commander Zane Till hauled a measly 165 passengers around the galaxy. Talk about a slow week. Our fastest run to Hutton Orbital is held by Commander Rampage 737 in one hour, 22 minutes, and 40 seconds. But the fastest run in this month of November is held by Commander Malice XR3 in one hour, 24 minutes, and 6 seconds. If y'all think you got what it takes to beat these scores, then download the Hutton Helper and get to flying, Commander. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. Hutton Top Trucker. Brought to you by Lacon Spaceways, the only ships in the galaxy that come with a cow pull string plushie that says things like, Oh, bugger, I farked that one up again. And who wrote this, you bastard? Honest Gov, we would try. Goodbye! Goodbye! Bye! Bye. Bye. Bye.